0: today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach David Bartke here. It is Thursday, October the 12th, 2017. We are continuing our ongoing exploration and conversation about Abraham Hicks' Ask and It Is Given. We're up to chapter eight. But we've, before we get to that, uh, David, you brought up something to me off uh, off the air that was a really good idea. And that was sharing questions from the audience. And you're actually ahead of the pace here because you already have some. How'd
1: you do that? I I do. And I just, but before we do that, I thought it would be fun to start. Like when I, when I do a coaching session, I always ask my clients to tell me what wins did you have this week? So a win, a win is anything big or small, doesn't matter, good that happened to you. So like, I'll share some of mine just to give you an idea. Okay. So like, let me think like this past week. Okay. I got some really good parking spots. Like, really good. Like, I took my mom to the mall one day, and we literally got the spot right next to the door. Very good. That was, yeah, that was like, I thought to myself, oh, wow, this is a great win, because it was pretty crowded. (laughs) And as I pulled up to the level on this parking deck, I thought, let me just drive by where the door is. And as I was heading there, somebody was pulling out of that exact spot.
0: I love it when that happens. I love it.
1: (laughs) So that was a, you know, I had some wins like that. Um, I attracted a few new coaching clients, so I always consider that a win. Um, so those are a few I can think of right off the top of my head. What about you? What can you think of?
0: Well, the the big thing that happened for me this week um, was over the weekend, uh, my wife and I went to Cape Cod. So we had, oh, nice. we had four days off, and it was just really needed, and it was great. Um, one of the interesting things that happened was that, according to the weather forecast, uh, when we were there on Saturday, it was supposed to rain all day Saturday. And I've told you some of my stories in the past about how I've affected weather. Well, the, yeah. two, the two of us stayed yeah. again. And, and despite the fact that rain was forecast throughout the day, it didn't rain at all when we were there. However, we did <laughs> find out what happened to the rain. Yeah. We actually drove the rain to the north side of the Cape. So the North Shore was oh, getting my. pounded. And we were getting nothing. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, well, I, hey, like I said, this is a long history that I have. I had this same thing happen with a hurricane off the coast of North Carolina that just soaked the Carolinas in the late 90s. And to this day, no one has held me accountable for it. I'm grateful for that. But, hey, guys, it was on me, really. <laughs>
1: well, that's a good win. <laughs> yeah, that's it was a good, a good win. win.
0: Yeah, and we had a wonderful time, too. We, uh, One of the hardest things that can happen particularly – when you are in business for yourself, and you know about this because you are in business for yourself, yeah. is the need to get away and to focus on anything but, and <laughs> to, to focus on you know enjoying what you're doing and so forth. And our big win, aside from controlling the weather, was we did just that. We spent oh, nice. very little time thinking about work. It was really very good. I mean, yeah. even though it was a short vacation, it gave us all of the regener- regenerative, regenerative Rejuvenative. There's the word. I'm using an actual word now. Not a, not a fake made up word, but a real word. <laughs> but, it, but it was rejuvenative. It actually rejuvenated us the way a vacation's supposed to do. And, and that was a good thing. Now I have sure. to say for the rest of the week I had to really struggle to find, you know, wins because there was a lot to not win about. <laughs> mm, but yeah. Um, yeah. But and I find in those times, and I know you do too, you just have to do everything you can to block out all that junk and say, "Okay, what's the little <laughs> tiny bit that worked well?" And for okay, me there's it was
1: always wins. There's always wins happening. There are.
0: You just yeah. have to spend more time focusing on them than on the other stuff.
1: Yeah, like sometimes at the end of the day, even like safe transportation, like if I had safe transportation that day, that's a win. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, not everyone can say that. So that if I had a day where I was everywhere I drove to, I got there safely and all that kind of thing, that's a win.
0: Absolutely. It's a win. Uh, for me, one of my favorite wins is I, got, I get to go out almost every day and get my daily walk in, which I love. And Absolutely. Every time I can get yeah. out and do that, that's a win.
1: Absolutely, that's right,
0: that's so right. so it's the little things as much as the big things. you and I were talking about that too it It is the little things as much as the big things,
1: yeah,'cause it's it's just the when you think about what winds you're having, it just puts you in that wind vibration, so it's not always about the big wind, like you know sometimes people do have big winds, and that's wonderful mm-hmm. but you know recognizing that you got a parking spot or you had safe transportation, or someone said they liked your shirt or whatever it is, or right have a, you know a lot you know how sometimes people say like oh, have a blessed day, or oh, have a wonderful day. Like, to me, that's a win, that somebody wished that for me.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah, any any good thing that happens. Yes. That, that's really the criteria. If it's a good thing, and it was enjoyable in some way, or felt good, that's a win.
1: Absolutely, yep. And the reason yep. it's a
0: win is the more often you focus on them, the more of them that you have, the more of them that you have, the more good things happen.
1: <laughs> that's right, that's right. So that's why I wanted to... I thought it would be a good way to start. That's is, good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, ask but wins.
0: It, Louise and I do that in terms of asking ourselves at the end of the day, we'll you know, name three things that went well that day, but this is like another version that's, of it. I like that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought it would be nice. Um, an idea that if anyone's listening that may have any questions for you or me, they can email me uh, at David at lifecoachdavid.com dot No, I got
0: to ask you something, David, because you said you already yeah. have three questions. How did yes. you attract them? Because you didn't announce them here on the show before now. So how did you attract them?
1: Okay, because some of my clients listen to the show. Ah,
0: okay. So, well, that's um, good.
1: Just randomly, I said, oh, I'm thinking of doing a Q&A. Do you have anything that you want to uh, ask? And they're like, oh, yeah, let me ask this. And then so very cool. I asked three, uh, a few and they had some questions. So I thought it would be a good way to start this. So, so what do you have? If any, So if anyone has a question for future shows, feel free to email them to me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. So let's, let me go, because I wrote them down. So the first question is from uh, Janet from California, and she's asking us, how come it can be easy to forget about law of attraction?
0: Wow, I, I, I never really thought of that as being a problem, but okay, sure, yeah, that, that's a good no, question. No, I get
1: that, yeah. Because like, sometimes you can get caught up in... Stuff and you kind of forget about focusing on what you want.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, you I'm, not so sure, I'm not so sure you have to remember law of attraction. I mean, maybe you have a different take on it, but I don't think you really have to remember law of attraction. What you have to well, remember I, is staying focused on positives.
1: Yeah, I take that as meaning like someone who knows about the law of attraction and knows you know a lot of the processes of what to do, but even with that, sometimes like she can forget about doing that when you're in the middle of something, like when something happens and you kind of forget about focusing on what you want. You kind of forget about checking in with where your vibration is. And I, I just think that's just part of being human.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: And I think the more, the more you practice becoming aware of what you're focusing on and thinking about and the more you practice deliberately raising your vibration when you need to, then I think it, it becomes less harder to forget about it. Because it becomes more like a habit.
0: For for me, it, it, this may, may not be true for everybody, but for me, it starts off with noticing when I'm not feeling positive. You know, paying mm-hmm. attention to my internal feelings monitor and whenever I'm not feeling good about something, recognizing yeah. it consciously and saying, oh, wait a minute, I don't feel good about something here. <laughs> okay? And, yeah. and not spending too much time on the, on the thing that I don't feel good about. That's actually the problem, that, that I'm spending mm-hmm. too much time on that. But rather consciously noticing it and then saying, okay, now what is it that I'm supposed to do when I notice that I'm focusing negatively? Oh yeah, I'm supposed to find the the reverse. I'm supposed to find the positive side, the silver lining. And if I can find that, then I can redirect myself around to feeling positive. I don't actually think of it in terms of law of attraction. Right. I think of it in terms of, I noticed I'm doing something negative. I need to change it around to a positive feeling. Where's the positive feeling?
1: But I think that's a good point you bring up too, is that it's not so much forgetting about it, which we all can is that when you do realize it, to take action to right. p- to shift your thoughts or to pull yourself up vibrationally.
0: Yes, yes, and, and that's a lot easier to do because it's, it once you get into the habit of noticing when you're not feeling good, it starts to become like you say a habit. Oh, I noticed again, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling good. Where do I need to ref- refocus my attention? That's that's my yes. my phrase. I notice that I'm not feeling good. Where do I need to refocus my attention? What yeah. is, what do I have to yeah. focus on this time to feel better? Yeah, yeah, and I just wonder, like, could
1: some could a human, not Abraham, could a human be so perfect at always being aware that that you don't let yourself down vibrationally, or you you don't focus on what you you don't want. What do you, what do you other,
0: mean? I'm not sure what you mean by that.
1: Well, in other words, could you could someone get so aware of what they're thinking about? that they never forget about it. They never forget about what thoughts they're thinking about or how they're feeling vibrationally. So they, they never go to a lower vibration or think about things they don't want.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's ultimately where we're trying to get to, all of us. Um, and it isn't so much the perfection of it. It's more like the progress. You know, so, yeah. so you don't really want to worry too much about whether or not you're hitting that perfection all the time. Because all that's going to do is put you on a negative spiral. That doesn't help. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. right? You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but so, your it, advice to J- so your advice to Janet would be what?
0: Uh, my that, advice to Janet is... get so is,
1: concerned with that part. Yeah,
0: don't worry too much about the fact that you're feeling bad. Because that's just going to drive you down the crazy road of, well, why am I feeling bad? You know, what drove me to feel bad? And now you're constantly yeah. focusing on feeling bad. Instead use it as an opportunity to consciously recognize that you're feeling it, and then immediately look for where can I feel better? What can I yeah. refocus my attention on to feel better? And there's always That's something. Right. If you just look for that silver lining, there's a silver lining in anything. You just have to look for it.
1: That's right. Or it's, or just something as simple as once you're aware of the fact that you are thinking about something you don't want is just asking yourself in that moment like okay well what do i want then about whatever it was you were thinking about right to help you to help you start shifting out of it
0: yeah it's a good way to look at it because because that's ultimately what we we want we want to focus on what it is we want
1: which which sounds a
0: little redundant but it's true
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and i think also it has to do with like what esther slash abraham says a lot about that word momentum you know like if someone's, someone's had a lot of time thinking about something in a more negative way, it's just going to take time to gradually shift out of that.
0: Yeah. And, and, and again, you don't worry about how much time it takes. Exactly. Because that's negative exactly. spiral stuff. So don't, don't even focus <laughs> about how long it takes. Focus instead on, that, What you talked about wins. A win is every time that you notice that you're feeling bad and you find a way to, to feel good instead. That's a win.
1: Actually, what you just said leads us to the next question.
0: Okay. <laughs> which
1: is from Jessica from New York. And this is what I think we can all relate to this one. Why does it seem to take so long to manifest something big?
0: For the same That's reason that it takes so long to manifest something small. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the identical same reason. Right? Which, which yeah, because... Because it's just resistance.
1: I was. Yep. The more resistant you are, and a lot of times, though, bigger things, we all do have more resistance about because it seems bigger. It seems harder. It seems harder. Even though yeah. It may not be. It might seem like it is. It's actually
0: just harder in our own brains and in our own minds, exactly. and, and that's what makes it harder. It's the fact that we choose to feel that it makes that it's harder that makes it harder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we're really good at it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so that, that reminds me of another. Abraham, quote, where it's, it's just as easy to manifest a button or a castle, but what are you focused on, the button or the castle?
0: And and it's also easy to get hung up on the fact that it's hard to attract big stuff. Joel used to have a great way of looking at that. He said, if you find that it's really hard to attract big stuff and it takes so long, then stop trying to attract big stuff and focus on attracting small stuff quickly. <laughs> Take the yeah. take the small intermediate steps don't try to take the big leaps all at once you know learn, yeah, learn that's
1: good too learn yeah. to crawl
0: before you learn to walk before you learn to run
1: <laughs> yeah because a lot of people though it could be easy to get hung up on that question though because like whatever it is oh, yeah. someone can whatever you know that's different for everybody whatever that big thing is
0: but oh I was hung up on yeah. that for a long time for a very very long time and it wasn't until I started focusing on doing little things improving myself in little ways making little shifts in terms of you know how i'm feeling and and trying to attract Mm -hmm. little things that i felt confident i could attract it was only when i started doing that on a regular basis that everything started to change
1: yeah because the minute we start to think why is this thing taking so long then we're putting ourselves in the vibration of it taking so
0: long yeah yeah it's an instant self-defeat right there exactly (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. if so you that's, if you feeling question, though, it's a good question, a yeah. But if yeah. You're, but if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like it's taking too long, that's your biggest signal that you should stop focusing on trying to attract big stuff.
1: Right, right, right. That's like a lot of times Esther will say, "Just go general." Yes, just go general is actually
0: good because yeah. because you can't go wrong with general. That's the nice part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because the big thing a lot of times it's not good to work on the big thing. Because then it, you have that in your mind already that it's the big thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. it, it's almost like we turn it into some sort of a testosterone match. I mean, I know that the person who asked it was female, but you no, know, I'm using it generically. The, right, the, the, the right. It's, it's this big contest. I you know, I gotta be able to get the big thing. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Where is that written? It's like it's like the uh, the crazy rule among uh, you know the wealthy rich kids. Whoever has the most toys when they die wins like who cares (laughs) what's the point (laughs) yeah no (laughs) i mean that's just insane
1: (laughs) yes so then we have one more question for today's question and answer okay it's from a sean from new jersey okay and he is saying i'm more new to law of attraction why is it so important to know about it
0: Okay, that's a fair question. Um, yeah, I, I guess my response to you, Sean, is what's important to you to happen in your life. Because, meaning, what, yeah, what, what, how do you want your life to go? What 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 successes do you want to have? What what do you want in your life? How do you want you know if you could outline your ideal life? What it would what would it look like?
1: And that, so it's important to know about law of attraction in that regard, so that so that you can understand
0: how exactly. you're most likely to get there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because, like to me, it's law of attraction is just so important mm-hmm. because it involves everything that happens to you, <laughs> and you want to be you want to become a deliberate creator, so that you are. You're the one controlling right. what you're thinking about and focusing on attracting. It's, it's not just some random thing happening to you. Exactly, yeah.
0: I mean, you can continue to just go by default if you want to. You can. It's not I terribly satisfying. This, <laughs> it's, it, it's where actually people get very frustrated because the same things just keep happening over and over again, and very often they're negative things.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess... You and I have both can both say, "Well, I remember when I used to be like that compared to now, and it's so, oh, much, God.
0: Better hey, so I, much better now. I still do it occasionally. I mean I'm, yeah. I'm a human being, I make mistakes, you know, yeah, but yeah. even now when I, when I trip, like, trip up like that when I, when I find myself going you know off the deep end, <laughs> <laughs> even now, I recognize, boy, it's so much better when I stop that train of thought. And focus on what it is that I like and feel good about and want. Yeah. So yeah. so it, even if you don't want to think about it in terms of results, think about it in terms of process. It's like the, the Buddhist uh, uh, cliches about, you know, it isn't the destination, it's the journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it is the journey. Mm-hmm. The journey is everything. Yes. And, yeah. and the journey doesn't always work out the way you expect it's going to work out. Sometimes it works out quite differently, but it can still be good. Whether it's good or not is completely dependent, though, on how you decide to feel at any instant in time.
1: Right. I was going to say, that's another reason why I think it's so important to know about the law of attraction and how to work with it, so to speak, is because you want to feel good. You want to feel happy. So when you're aware of that, then you take action to make that happen instead of, just randomly, like, you know, if something good happens to happen to someone, then they feel good for a while, and then that kind of wears off. I'm like, you don't, want to, you don't want feeling good and feeling happy to be circumstantial. You, you right. want to control that. It,
0: it also That's reminds right. me, too, even if you're not into the concept of law of attraction, it's still useful mm. to know about, particularly when you compare it to what is now known within the field of positive psychology. Mm -hmm. Uh, positive Mm -hmm. psychology has produced a a number of very interesting truths that they have been able to learn through the research that they do. Probably the biggest one is the truth that happiness precedes success.
1: Interesting. I believe that, yeah.
0: But success does not necessarily precede happiness. Right. So in other words, just because you're successful doesn't mean you're going to be happy. (laughs) that's true but if you're happy you're almost invariably going to be successful yes
1: and I think most people don't realize I think most people do think that the success equals happiness
0: well that's where law of attraction understanding it comes into play because when you're first faced with the idea of, well I have to feel happy before I'm successful that can be fairly daunting that can be pretty (sighs) you know like how the heck do I do that I thought I was supposed to feel happy based (laughs) on what happens to me now I I have to manufacture a feeling how am I supposed to do that (laughs) Well, law of attraction theory helps you understand that. It helps you understand yeah. what to do in order to feel the happiness before the success happens.
1: that's right, and you know why would you want why would you want it to be a circumstantial when you can make control how that is like why do you want to wait till you get the thing or the success so then suddenly you're happy for a short time and then you that could easily be lost so you, you want to take action to feel happy and be happy and
0: all that kind of thing. Or or even if you can't control, because control, I find, is a little bit of a strong word where law of attraction is concerned. You can certainly influence. Mm -hmm. You know, you you may not Mm -hmm. have the the kind of control that you get with a steering wheel when you're driving the car and, you know, just a slight turn to the right gives you a nice curve and so forth. You may not get that level of control, but you get plenty of influence when you use positivity and the law of attraction to get, you know, where you want to go in your life. You get a lot of influence.
1: Oh, absolutely. And when uh, when you... work with you know setting your intention and working with your intentions and it's just so much better than just flip-flopping around it is you know, you know feeling good feeling bad feeling happy feeling sad all that you know you want to be more more aware of that and what to do to help yourself
0: that's true that's true uh, one other thing that occurs to me too that, that was our third question right yes right yes is that all these questions are tying beautifully to the book oh good yeah because we're up to chapter 8, and wow. chapter 8 is entitled, You Are a Vibrational Transmitter and Receiver. Well, what we're talking mm. about here is the act of deliberately becoming a vibrational transmitter and receiver. Yes. That's literally sure. what that is. Every time that we're putting out there deliberately the intention of feeling good, despite you know what's going on around us, we are, in a sense, transmitting that goodness to the universe, and we're receiving back what the universe sends back to us, which is here, is right. more goodness.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So let, let's let's do a little reading here and uh, carry on the discussion okay. a little bit deeper. Yes. The chapter starts off saying, "Now you are ready to understand the most essential part of controlling, creating, and enjoying your physical life experience." Looks like they like the word "control" better than "influence," but well, that's right. <laughs> Even more than the than the material being that you have come to know as you, you are a vibrational being. When someone looks at you, they see you with your, with their eyes and hear you with their ears, but you are presenting yourself to them and to the universe in a much more emphatic way than can be seen or heard. You are a vibrational transmitter, and you are broadcasting your signal in every moment of your existence. That's a lot. That is. Every moment of our existence, we are vibrating and and transmitting that vibration. And and, and the the deeper messages, we're doing that through what we're thinking and feeling about.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So continuing on, it says, as you are focused in this physical body, and while you are awake, you are constantly projecting a very specific, easily identifiable signal that is instantly received, understood, and answered. Immediately, your present and future circumstances begin to change in response to the signal you are offering now. And so the entire universe, right now, is affected by what you are offering. Wow. That's a lot of power.
1: That is, and, and, it, and it says now and the future. So you're you're setting your future up by how you're vibrating now.
0: Right, yeah, it goes right into it in the next paragraph. Your world, present and future, is directly and specifically affected by the signal that you are now transmitting – the personality that is you is really an eternal personality. But who you are right now and what you are thinking right now is causing a focusing of energy that is very powerful. And this energy that you are focusing is the same energy that creates worlds. Whoa. Wow, <laughs>
1: That's big.
0: It's also perhaps a little bit too much to to you know, chew off, you know, bite, bite off and chew because, like we were talking about before, if you're having trouble attracting big stuff, you probably shouldn't focus on the big stuff. <laughs> but but if there is certain, there's a feeling of, wow, at least there's a potential there. If there's that much power, this is at least worth learning.
1: <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Yes. But creates worlds. Wow, yeah. that's a big, that's big.
0: And it goes on to say, in this very moment, it is creating your world. Wow. <laughs>
1: well, I better be very aware than of how I'm vibrating. That's
0: right. That's right. That, that's, you, there's the answer to, to Sean's question. Why do you want to be aware? Yeah. Because you are creating your own world, whether you're doing it intentionally or not. You're still that's doing right. it just by the that's vibrations right. you're, you, that you're transmitting, just through your mm-hmm. thoughts and, and your feelings and everything that you're focusing on. Your focus mm-hmm. does it. In fact, uh, the... the the article goes on to describe this in a little bit more detail. It says, you have a built-in, easy-to-understand guidance system within you which indicators, with indicators that help you understand the strength or power of your signal, as well as the direction of your focus. And most important, it is this very same guidance system that helps you understand the alignment of your chosen thought with the energy stream itself. That, that's really a critical thing here, because on, at first glance, it may sound like we're giving off the energy. What we're really mm-hmm. doing is we're focusing energy that's working through us. Yes. So yes. so it's nice to know we're not responsible for generating the energy. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, because, because that would be a lot, having to actually generate the energy. That That's probably more than any of us feel like we could do. But if all we have to mm-hmm. do is focus energy that's, that's flowing through us, that's not so hard.
1: That sounds more doable.
0: Yeah, sure. it really does. Now, it goes on to say that your feelings are the representatives of your guidance system. In other words, the way you feel is your true indicator of your alignment with your source and of your alignment with your own intentions, both pre-birth and currently. Mm. So it's past, present, and future, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) So basically, if you're feeling really good, then you're at a high vibration.
0: Yes, that's the idea of a vibration. Vibration, yes. uh, high vibration is the good stuff. Low vibration is the bad yes. stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. for those who you
1: can tell, and you can tell based on how you feel.
0: Oh yeah, right. For for, for those who have the, a little problem with the concept of high and low, let me share a little bit of a story that might be helpful. Okay. I have a background in music, and I I played piano and guitar for many many years. Oh, well, that's nice. Yep. Um when like I was in classical? my classical classical rock and roll, you name it I played it. Oh, rock and roll
1: too? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Did nope. you have a garage band?
0: I, I played in a number of bands. I played out for money actually. So yes. What? Wow, I've, I've done bridge. that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot yeah. of work and and uh, there's also a lot of loads that go with it, but there's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> The, the only regret is that I did lose partial hearing in my left ear, but other than that, uh, <laughs>
1: <well>. <laughs> that's what
0: happens when you have a loud amplifier screaming in your ear, you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> But you got to be a
0: rocker. So I got to be a rocker. It was fun yeah. anyway, um when I was in my twenties, uh, I lived in Monroe, Connecticut, and at that I was living with my parents. It was my last time living with my parents. I was about to mm-hmm. move out, but there was a family down the street the mother in the family had heard that I was a musician and Uh she called me up. I didn't barely even know the family, but uh, she called me up and said, my son has been trying to learn guitar and he's having a horrible time doing it. He's been through like four or five different teachers. No one can seem to help him. Would you be willing to give him guitar lessons? Uh Now I was not a guitar teacher at all and it was not on my radar to be a guitar teacher. I was not, it was never something I thought about doing. Right. But I, I, I agreed to meet with the kid, and when I first heard him try to play, I felt so sorry for him that I said, well, I'll make an exception. I'll, I'll give you like, you know, two months worth of guitar lessons. I don't really want to be an ongoing guitar teacher, but right. I can I right. can help you fix this because this is fixable because <laughs> I could see what was going on. <laughs> and, and David, uh, you don't have to know guitar or music to understand what was going on. I can just de- describe it to you and you'll, you'll get it. Okay. You've seen a guitarist whether they're playing with a pick or or finger-picking or whatever, you can tell they're relaxed, right? You can tell that they're doing it fluidly and easily. Mm -hmm. Imagine someone who's gripping the guitar neck like it's going to snap in his hand, and then he's gripping the pick like he's pounding the strings into the ground. (laughs) That's the way this poor kid was trying to play. And you can't do that. There's no way to do that because your muscles are so tense you can't possibly do anything quickly and you have a hard time shifting from chord to chord you know from position to position because obviously with a, a guitar your left hand is playing strings by by holding strings down in various hand positions those are those right. are what we call the you know the the guitar positions often first fourth and fifth position that kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well he couldn't do any of that because his muscles weren't allowing him to do it he was so stiff wow and then the second problem he had was that he had no sense of how to read music? People had tried to teach him how to read sheet music, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't make any sense out of it. And wow. I, I would, you know, quiz him on, on what he had learned, and he learned by rote some of the the stuff about notes and so forth. But he yeah. did, he didn't yeah. get it. it. It did not uh-huh. click at all. And so I sat there thinking about it for a minute. I said, well, let's start with the muscles. That's an easy one. We can fix that one real, real quick. Right. So basically, I just did some real simple exercises. We weren't even playing a guitar. He was just holding his pick, and I was grabbing the, the tip of the pick, and I was saying, pick my finger, you know? Mm-hmm. And he would mm-hmm. do it real hard. I'd say, no, no, softer, 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 yeah. softer. softer. And, I, and we'd get it down to the point where he was doing it so gently, he was barely holding onto the pick. i said, great. That's yeah. the way you pick a guitar. So we fixed the first problem in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And we did the same thing with the left hand on on the strings, too. And and he got that. He figured that part out. Part of what we were doing during that time was just getting him to do things like breathing, to relax, to calm down. Because when you're in the the state he was in, he couldn't even hardly think straight. You know, you've got to be relaxed, right? How can you possibly feel good if you're not relaxed? Yeah. So that's all we did. We just spent time on relaxation. That was pretty much the first lesson. The second lesson, he comes back, I said, okay, now we're going to go after the tougher one that he doesn't understand notes. He doesn't understand reading music. He doesn't understand any of it. I said, put the guitar down. Let's go over to the piano. So we walked walked over to the piano, and I sat down with him, and I just went through a few things. I said, okay, do you recognize scales? I played a scale. He said, "Uh, I'm not so sure. I said, okay, well, do you know about the letters having notes? Yeah, or the notes having letters, rather. Yeah, A, B, C, D, E. Okay, do you know which they are? No. Okay, well, here it is. Here's A, here's B, here's C, here's D, here's E. So I'm pointing out the keys on the keyboard. He says, okay. And I said, and here's where octaves come in, because you got C, and then the next C up, and the next C up. Those are those are octaves. He, and he gives me this quizzical look, and I said, well, you do understand that those are basically the same notes, right? And he says, no. Oh, my goodness. I thought about oh, that I really one didn't some, know. I really he, he was didn't really know lost. That. And it finally dawned on me what it was all about. He didn't understand what high and low meant. And I started quizzing him on that. And sure enough, the idea of a high note meant nothing to him. He he couldn't tell the difference between the notes. He's what most people would have called tone deaf. Oh, my goodness. Now, here's the truth, the really interesting truth about it. There actually is no such thing as tone deafness. Mm. What there is is an inability to understand the differences between what you're hearing. He was hearing the differences. He just didn't know what what to make of them. He had no way to create a logical structure in his mind to, you know, to abstractly identify what low and high was. Right. So I explained right. to them. I explained to him that when, when you hit a key on a keyboard, on a, on a piano, what's happening is the key, the, the, the little hammer inside is hitting two or three strings, and those strings are vibrating. And those strings, when they vibrate, they vibrate at a certain speed, at a certain rate. Yes. The higher yes. the rate the higher the note is. And he almost got that, but he didn't get the part about the higher note. And it finally occurred to me, he didn't hear it as higher or lower. So I said to him, okay, you don't hear it as higher and lower. So here's middle C, you hear that one. Now I went two octaves up and I hit a a very high C. I said, do they sound similar? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you hear a difference between them? And he thought about that for a moment. He said, well, yeah, there is, they, they do sound different. I said, that difference is what we call high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh. (laughs) He had never heard that concept before.
1: Interesting, wow.
0: So I mentioned that story because it can be really confusing for some people to hear what high and low is. What does it mean to be high vibration? vibration. What does that mean? Well, it's just a way of designating a, a, a rate of vibration that is faster or slower. The faster that a vibration is, we call it higher. The slower the vibration, we call it lower. And we have learned... That kind to of
1: makes sense, because when, when it's lower, you're in a lower mood.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, there's lower. a lot of metaphor associated with it, and I think that's why we call it high and low. But unless yeah. somebody explains it to you, you may not get that. <laughs> that
1: is true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that so is true. So, I I say that to anyone who has a little trouble out there. If you're having trouble between this the idea of, of a high vibration and a low vibration, all we're talking about is a faster vibration versus a slower vibration. That's and ri-
1: you can tell based on how you feel. That's if right, you're feeling good or feeling happy. It's a faster vibration. I'm feeling at a higher vibration.
0: We call that higher If you're vibration. feeling
1: down, depressed, low, upset. That's a slower you vibration. You're feeling at a lower vibration.
0: And in fact, if you want to carry it on the musical analogy a little bit more, any any note that is a bass note is a very slow vibrating note. It vibrates at maybe 20, 30 cycles a second. Whereas a, a, what we call a high note, a fast vibration note, that's the kind that you hear for like a, a, an electric guitar playing a solo that's very, very you know, squealy, wah, 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 that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that's that's very fast vibration notes. Yes. So, yes. so there's another way of understanding slow vibration versus fast vibration, low versus high.
1: Yes.
0: I, I hope we didn't lose people who already knew it, but I felt that was important for people who didn't understand. <laughs> no,
1: because it's interesting. Even yeah. if you know about it, it's still interesting.
0: It is interesting, yeah. It, it, it was enlightening for me. I'll tell you, the, the rest of that story with the kid I was helping, He had been studying, literally, with four or five teachers for about six years and getting nowhere. Wow. I taught him for one month, and at the end of that month, he was writing his own songs.
1: (laughs) Wow, you're a good teacher.
0: (laughs) All I did was listen to him and understand what he was trying to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I I listened to him, and, and he was trying to tell me that he didn't understand what low and high notes meant. It took wow. him a while to say that. I mean, he couldn't say that directly. I had to kind of draw it out of him. But mm-hmm. I was listening and listening and listening. Listening, by the way, is a terrific skill for using the law of attraction. You you, oh, you do that amazing. all the time with your with your business. Yes. You're constantly listening to people. Yeah. And it, it, yes. in fact, the ability that you have to listen is what makes you a good coach.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were a good coach with him for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It worked out very nicely. Of course, I didn't make a whole lot of money. I was only a teacher for a month, but what the heck? You did it out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, I I didn't want to be a teacher anyway, but I wanted to help the kid. And, and, you know, Richie, if you're listening, I I hope you're still playing because you did good, kid. You did really good. Anyway, let's get back to the chapter. Um, Next subhead, your powerful beliefs were once gentle thoughts. I like that one. Every yep. thought that has ever been thought still exists. That's a little bit daunting. That means everything wow. we've ever thought, including the bad stuff, still exists. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and, <No>. when it, <laughs> and whenever you focus upon a thought, you activate, activate the vibration of that thought within you. So, whatever you are currently giving your attention to is an activated thought. But when you turn your attention away from a thought, it becomes dormant or no longer active. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So even though some of those thoughts that I thought about in the past that I don't really like so much still exist, <laughs> they aren't active because I'm not giving them any attention. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> so when you turn your attention away from a thought, it becomes dormant or no longer active. And the only way to, con- cons- to consciously deactivate a thought is to activate another. That, that's actually very much like habits, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The only way really Mm -hmm. to get rid of a bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. Mm -hmm. Or at least a better habit. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Which is what we're talking about in the beginning of the show. We were talking about how if you find yourself focusing on the wrong stuff, you want to recognize it, stop, and refocus on the right stuff. That's basically replacing a, a bad habit with a good habit.
1: Yes.
0: It's the same principle.
1: And remembering it's always a choice.
0: You're right, but expand on that.
1: Well, it's always a choice what we're focusing on. It's always a choice what we're thinking about and how we're thinking about it.
0: And so therefore what?
1: So therefore realize like every thought is really two thoughts, the positive or the negative. So it's good to become aware enough to realize, you know, which side of that are you on? And if you're on the negative side, to be aware enough to flip it to the positive side.
0: And by by flip it, we mean pay attention to the positive side
1: yeah to refocus on um, yes to refocus on right. um, the positive side whatever it was you were thinking about the higher vibration side
0: and indeed that's the way this subsection finishes up it says as you give more and more attention to any thought and as you focus upon it and therefore practice the vibration of it the thought becomes an even bigger part of your vibration and you could now call this practiced thought a belief there's now there's a new introduction a new introduced word belief, because we don't really think about what we want and what we focus on and what we like and what we don't like as beliefs, but that's really what they are
1: yes, yes
0: I believe in something good, I believe that this is bad, I believe this, I believe that about good, bad, feeling good, feeling bad, feeling nice, feeling unhappy, feeling happy, feeling loved, feeling hated. It's all beliefs.
1: It's interesting, you know Alexa, the Amazon thing where you can ask questions? Right, yeah. I once asked Alexa, I said, Alexa, do you believe in love?
0: (laughs) What did Alexa say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because you're using the word belief. And Alexa said, well, people believe in love, so I believe in love. I thought that was interesting that she said that.
0: People believe in love, so I believe in love. Yeah, almost like... Essentially, like that's that, saying that if, if you're having trouble believing, believe because somebody else believes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you were saying, like, you know, it's, a, it's always a choice, like, what we believe in. Mm-hmm. So what are you believing
0: in? Well, more precisely, what's Alexa believing in?
1: <laughs> I love asking Alexa questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Artificial intelligence uh, machines. I mean, Apple phones, iPhones have uh, Siri, you know, for doing for yeah. intelligent uh uh, asking of, you know, find me something or whatever. Siri's a lot of fun. Siri is also uh, fun to make fun of because <laughs> Siri does tend to misunderstand what we say some of the time. And, and for good reason. Uh, I, I don't know if you know how difficult it is for a machine to understand what a human is saying.
1: I would think it's pretty difficult.
0: It's it's very difficult because not only do you, does the machine have to turn sound waves into digital information, which is tough yeah. enough all by itself... But then you have to deal with the English language and all the nuances of the English language, all the idioms. Idioms are probably the hardest part because an idiom is essentially expressing something in a way that has nothing to do with the words you're saying, but rather the idiom stands for something else. (laughs) And if you don't know what the idiom is, you're lost. I mean, there are people who are in conversational English and you throw an idiom at them, they say, what what is that? (laughs) What, What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times when I first wake up, because I want to be just in a raised vibration, I'll say, Alexa, tell me a joke.
0: <laughs> oh, some okay. of her
1: jokes Some of her jokes are funny, and some are just like, eh. So I'll ask her again, Alexa, tell me another joke.
0: Well, the fact is, most of our, our comedians can do mo- no better than that. So, I mean, th- consider where <laughs> Alexa is drawing her material from. Uh, uh, there are an awful lot of comedians out there who are really bad at it. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. So we, should, we should just put Alexa on the stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine the, the Alexa HBO special, and there's just, just Alexa on the stage.
0: There, there's, <laughs> only one pro- there, there's one big problem with that, of course, and that is artificial intelligence, as it has developed so far, is very poor on the emotional side. It doesn't yet know how to display emotions in a way that fools a human being into thinking that it's alive. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. It's getting better, but it's not there yet. So, yeah. but, but but emotions are critical to a comedian on stage. A stand-up comedian, it completely depends on his ability or her ability to emote and to get you buying into their emotions. It isn't yeah. just the jokes that they tell. It's, it's the way that they, yeah. they draw you in. And if they can draw you in successfully and get you to laugh because you're feeling you know in alignment with what they're feeling, what they're they're emoting, yeah. then they've got you because the second joke makes it much easier. to for you to get a laugh out of the second joke than for the first joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what a comedian tries to do. They, they try to get you to laugh at a series of jokes, knowing that if you can laugh at the first one, they've got a better chance of getting you on the second one and an even better chance on the third one. And by the fourth or fifth, you're laughing at anything.
1: And laughing is definitely a high vibration.
0: Very high vibration. Yes. Speaking of laughing, something I want to, to share, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it here on the show, but one of the ways that we have direct power over our own health is through laughter. Absolutely. Have I mentioned that here? I can't remember if I
1: have. I think a show or two ago I had mentioned that I went to this um, this like health retreat for a few weeks and every morning as part of the morning routine they would just say okay, everyone start laughing. Ah. Because it was like a healing thing. That's
0: right. We did talk about that. You're right.
1: Yeah, at first you're like everyone start laughing and then like before you know it, someone starts laughing, and then someone else, and then someone else. But before you know it, you're laughing.
0: Which demonstrates how <laughs> contagious laughter really can be.
1: It is. And you know what? After you experience it a few times every morning in a row, you're like, wow, that does make a difference.
0: But there's also the healing side of it. Because literally, mm-hmm. and you don't have to believe in law of attraction for this. This is just pure science right. now. Right. Scientists yeah. have, have demonstrated repeatedly that when the human body laughs... From the moment of the laugh, they can trace it through the nervous system down to any cells that need healing, that are damaged, You know, maybe they're cancers, whatever it is. And Mm. instantly, healing starts to take place at that location. Oh,
1: wow. That's good
0: because I laugh a lot. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's very good. So, I mean, if you're feeling sick, even if you have just like a cold or something like that and you really don't want to have a cold, watch your favorite funny movie and don't just think that it's funny. Don't just say to yourself, well, that's funny. Laugh at it. The, the act of laughing is so much more powerful than even smiling is and so much more powerful than, than saying I think that's funny. The act of laughing actually kicks starts and and kickstarts in a big way your body's abil- ability to heal itself. So you want to get well, over like- a cold laugh.
1: So you could watch, like, I Love Lucy or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter. Whatever it is that makes you, makes you laugh, and it's going to be different for every person. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Robin yeah. Williams. For the people, it's somebody else. That's okay. No problem. Yeah. He, maybe it's, it's just watching your kid, you know, playing on the floor. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Anything that makes you laugh is good.
1: Yes, yes. So use so it as a way. Like a laughing fit with anybody.
0: Not in a long time. I know what you mean, though. The kind where you're, yeah. you're listening to a comedy routine and you're practically on the floor rolling around because it's so funny.
1: Or whatever, yeah, and you're just yeah. like laughing so hard it's like almost hurts.
0: <laughs> the closest I can think of within the last 20 years or so where I had that was, again, Robin Williams when he appeared on Inside the Actors Studio on Bravo TV. Oh, wow. Uh... The first 15 minutes of that, he was on. I mean, he was on. And... I mean, it, that 15 minutes has become so classic. They actually sell a DVD of it now. Oh my God! <laughs> that, that's Time how good it was. Yeah. It, it, it was. It was not only that he was funny, but he was clean funny, which he wasn't always. Right. You know, most comedians get very blue and very dirty. Yes, But, they there, do. but he knew yeah. he was on national TV, so he couldn't become blue. So he kept <laughs> it really clean, and it was great. It was so good. Some of it. It wasn't so much that it was funny. You're just waiting, like you know. Robin had that great ability. To just go with it any different direction, and you never knew where his mind was going until he started yeah. performing it. <laughs> and you were just wondering where's the next step? Who's the next character he's gonna pull out? Like Aladdin when he yeah. voiced the character of the genie in Aladdin.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Somebody once count up, he did like sixty characters in three minutes or something like that. Oh my god. I mean he was just on he was completely on that night, the, the day that he was recording <laughs> that in the studio. In fact, yeah. he well, the story that I've heard about Aladdin is that when he was in the studio, they gave him a script to read. He did the script. And then he turned to the guys in the booth and said, you mind if I just kind of riff on this for a bit? And they said, sure, go ahead. So he riffed <laughs> on it. And what what the, what he riffed on is what they actually used in the film. And he was just Amazing. riffing so much. At one point, the guys in the studio said, "Stop! Stop! Stop! We, you have given us so much. We couldn't animate that in twenty years. There's too much of it." <laughs> so they had Amazing. to edit out and just take the best part, you know. But but I, I don't know if when if the last time you saw the movie, but remember the part where. Uh, he's trying to dress Aladdin, and he's just yeah. uh, clicking his fingers. Every time he clicks his fingers, yes, it's a different yes. character who appears. Yes, like holy cow! Wow, I mean, just so good. He he was amazing. Losing him was a big loss. There's no doubt about
1: oh, it. Oh my god! Yes. So we all. We don't have to Google that then, the Robert Williams and the Actors Studio.
0: Yeah, inside the Actors Studio, you can find it on YouTube. It, it, there is a version of it there, and uh, yeah, yeah,
1: YouTube. That's right. Yeah, yes.
0: if you don't laugh at that, then it's time to check into the hospital.
1: <laughs> I will look for it. That's, All right. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So um, we've got about twelve minutes left. Let's get back to the chapter because we have a, a just a couple pages left to, to cover here. Um, the next section is your attention to it invites it in. Well, we've been inviting it in a lot, haven't we? We've been focusing on oh, comedy yeah. for the last five or ten minutes here, and it's really coming oh, yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. So it says every thought that you give your attention to expands and becomes a bigger part of your vibrational mix. Whether it is whether it is a thought of something you want or a thought of something you do not want, your attention mm-hmm. to it invites it into your experience. That's why it's so important to redirect our attention when we're focusing on bad too good yes because we're attracting either one so where do we want to put our attention well we want to put our attention on the stuff that we want otherwise we get the stuff we don't want that's right
1: that's right
0: well that's one of the key points isn't it we can never stop focusing
1: we're always focusing on something as long
0: as we're conscious as long as we're awake i mean when we're asleep you know we, we kind of go into a dormant mode but when we're conscious, we're always focusing on something. You can't go through life without focusing on something. Even when you're <laughs> even when you're just, you know, uh, like being a Buddhist and just, uh, you know, vegging out and I'm just focusing on nothing, even then you're still focusing. Yes. yes. You, you can try to pretend that you're not, but you still are. And as much as you try to focus on I'm just going to focus on my breathing, you still notice the other stuff going on. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, that's right. That's right.
0: So, yeah, we're always focusing. Um, so here's what it says about it. This is in an attraction-based universe, and there is no such thing as exclusion. Everything is about inclusion. So when you see something that you would like to experience and you focus upon it, shouting yes to it, you include it in your experience. But when yeah. you see something you would not want to experience and you focus upon it, shouting no at it, you also include that in your experience. That's right. You do not invite it in with your yes and exclude it with your no because there is no exclusion in this attraction-based universe. Your focus Mm -hmm. is the invitation. Your attention to it is the invitation. Mm -hmm. And so those who are mostly observers thrive in good times but suffer in bad times because what they are observing is already vibrating. And as they observe it, they include it in their vibrational countenance. And as they include it, the universe accepts that accepts that as their point of attraction and, drumroll please, gives them more (laughs) of the essence of it. That's right. So for an observer, the better it gets, the better it gets, or the worse it gets, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, David, I think we can do better than that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean, when you have that awareness about what you're focusing on, and then you realize you're focusing on the more of lack of something, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. But I get out of there? It's something more that I want.
0: Yeah. And more importantly, it's, do you want to be a victim of your life or do you want to be yes. the leader of your life? Yes. Because if all you're ever going to do is be the observer, you're going to be the victim. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be the victim for good, but how often does that happen if you aren't actually, you know, taking steps to make it good?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of stuff that goes on in life is bad, and if you focus your attention on it, you get a whole lot more of it.
1: That's right. <laughs> There's that choice again. It's There's that choice. choice. That's right. So yeah, that's a that's a big awareness a lot of people have too in the beginning. Like if you, they don't realize it until they hear that. And it's like, oh, that's right. It is always a choice. What it I'm is focusing
0: on, and it's actually a good thing. I mean. How wonderful that we actually get to choose every moment of every day, not only how we're going to feel, but what more we're going to attract. That's right. That's very empowering. Very. Very. It's basically a way of saying, you know what? Not only do I no longer have to be a victim, I can actually succeed. I can actually feel good. I Uh can actually have everything. I can have it all. I just have to learn how to focus my mind consciously at all times, or at least as often as I can on what it is I want to focus on and mm-hmm. not just focus on something just because it is. This, because
1: when you, cause when you do that, you'll just attract more of that.
0: Yeah. There's this, this built in, I don't know. It's almost like it's an accepted thing. Everybody has to focus on what is and, and we're all reminding each <laughs> other, you know, well, you're not being realistic, right? That That's the most common phrase. You're not being realistic, yeah. which really means you're not focusing on what is. That's right. Well, that's that's, right. how good is it to be realistic if most of what happens in the what is is bad?
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> and they're saying, well, you know, you still have to focus on what is because otherwise how can you know what what's going on if you don't know what is? And I reply, why do I want to focus on what is if what is isn't what I want?
1: <laughs> that is so funny. But it's true because otherwise... You're going to keep yourself in the what is instead of focusing on what you want so that the what you want becomes your what is.
0: Actually, the people who have the most trouble with addictions of various kind are the people who are stuck in what is. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or a relationship addiction, a physical addiction of any kind, gambling yeah. addiction it doesn't make any yeah. difference what kind of addiction we're talking about. It can be it can be a personal addiction, being addicted to a human being. It can be addicted to almost anything. Addiction is complete focus on what is mm-hmm. and denial mm-hmm. of any possibility outside of what is. Well, you I deny you, you deny anything outside of what is. I guarantee you're going to be addicted to something. In fact, it's very likely you already are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be mm-hmm. addicted, the first thing to say is, you know what, I'm sick and tired of focusing all the time on what is. I want to focus on something else for a change.
1: Something more pleasant. The, more preferably, whatever.
0: yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if if you're a complete masochist, maybe you want to focus on something that's really <laughs> negative and unpleasant. But I think most of us would actually prefer something that's nicer.
1: Yes.
0: Yes, I hope so. You know. I hope. The people that yeah. we're trying to reach with the show, so hopefully that's who, who's listening. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, oh the, the chapter concludes with this paragraph It says With your practiced attention to any subject, the law of attraction delivers circumstances, conditions, experiences, other people, and all manner of things that match your habitual dominant vibration. And as things begin to manifest around you that match the thoughts you have been holding, you now develop stronger and stronger vibrational habits or proclivities. Ooh, there's a word, proclivities. And so <laughs> your small and insignificant thought has now evolved into a powerful belief, and your powerful beliefs will always be played out in your experience.
1: And I think that's important, that word that they use, your dominant vibrations. So yes. it's not like... It's not like if you think of something negative, oh, my God, it's just if that is that your dominant thought, your dominant vibration.
0: And the only way it stays dominant is if you keep thinking about, oh, my God, I keep thinking about that negative thought. That's right. So if you want if you want to not attract that negative thought, just focus on something else, anything else. I mean, almost anything else is going to be better because you're on a negative thought right now. So let's go for something. Even if you hit another negative thought, at least you're moving. You
1: know? as, long as, yeah, as long as it's a little, a little bit of a better thought. A little bit better, yeah.
0: And if you can you go know. for something that's a lot better, go for it. <laughs> it's actually a good skill to develop. It, and it took me a while to understand how to do it. But um, when I learned how to be in a situation where you know the what is is not terribly pleasant, and recognize it and want to get out of it. Over time, just by kind of bullheadedly trying somehow to do it, over time, I have learned how to spot what I was not spotting before. Oh, that's great. Over yeah. time, I've learned how yeah. to, to notice that there is another side to the same thing that's going on that's actually a positive. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard mm-hmm. to see the first time. The first time that you start to try to do this, it's really hard to see. But if you just keep pounding away at it, eventually you start to notice the other side, the positive yeah. side. It's there. It's it's always there for you. But it just takes a while before you start to notice it. And then once you start to notice it, then the, the task, so to speak, is to keep noticing it over and over again and to notice it more frequently. But that initial skill takes a little time to develop. It just does.
1: Yeah. Just time and
0: practice. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard. It's hard at first because you don't know how to do it. But right, once you once you start, like, oh my god! Once you start yeah. having a few small victories with it, it becomes pretty easy. It's like you know, riding the bicycle. The old analogy about riding the bicycle. The first time it's hard, but once you've done it, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. You know, <laughs> that's right. And it feels good. Like riding a bike feels good too. It so does feel good. Shifting your yeah. shifting your thoughts feels good too. As long as you have a good bike seat. But no, that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> So we got just about a minute left. Um, you mentioned that uh, you wanted to invite people to send us more questions. So what's the address, again, that they can send questions yeah, to? Yeah, if you
1: have any questions for us, you could email them to david at lifecoachdavid.com. David at
0: lifecoachdavid.com. Okay, we'll, we'll keep repeating that for the next few episodes. And if they want coaching, where do they find you for coaching?
1: Yeah, they want, if you're interested in law of attraction coaching, you can go to my website, lifecoachdavid.com. And you can find out, um, I offer a free mini first phone coaching session. So take me up on that because I'm sure you'll really like it. And uh, you can find out more information about that and about me at lifecoachdavid.com. All right,
0: that's very good. And, of course, uh, if you're trying to figure out where to keep listening to us, hopefully some of you, are. are I know, are already listening to us on PRN. But others of you are now finding us through the website uh, by subscribing directly to the podcast at LOAToday.net. And we want more and more people, including our PRN listeners, to subscribe to LOAToday.net as well, because that way you never miss us. No matter what happens, you always be able, you're you always able to, to catch us, because we're right on your iPhone or on your Android in your podcast software. So tune in. It can't get
1: easier, easier than that. I mean, can't get easier than are. that.
0: David, it's been a pleasure <laughs> as usual. Same here, well we'll see here. you all next time here on LA Today. Goodbye Bye, everybody.